European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance. Volume 45, Issue 4. Focus Issue. Vascular Biology and Medicine by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Focus on Vascular Biology. New Therapeutic Targets in Atherosclerosis, Aortic Dissection and Peripheral Artery Disease. This focus issue on vascular biology and medicine contains the contribution Exercise Therapy for Chronic Symptomatic Peripheral Artery Disease, a clinical consensus document of the ESC Working Group on Aorta and Peripheral Vascular Diseases in collaboration with the European Society of Vascular Medicine and the European Society for Vascular Surgery by Lucia Mazzola and colleagues from the Centre Hospitalier Université Vaudois in Lausanne, Switzerland. The authors highlight the clinical relevance of peripheral artery disease, or PAD, and point out that all guidelines worldwide strongly recommend exercise as a pillar of the management of patients affected by lower extremity peripheral artery disease. Exercise therapy in this setting presents different modalities, and a structured program provides optimal results. This clinical consensus paper is intended for clinicians to promote and assist in the setup of comprehensive exercise programs to best advise patients with symptomatic chronic PAD. Different exercise training protocols specific for patients with PAD are presented. Data on patient assessment and outcome measures are narratively described based on the current best evidence. This document ends by highlighting disparities in access to supervised exercise programs across Europe and the series of gaps for evidence requiring further research. In a fast-track clinical research article entitled Critical Limb-Threatening Ischemia and Microvascular Transformation – Clinical Implications Santeri Taravainen and colleagues from the Kuopio University Hospital in Finland Note that the role of microvascular dysfunction in cardiovascular disease is relevant, but it's still largely underestimated, and more importantly, not utilised for treatment. The aim of this study was to characterise the role of the microvasculature in critical limb-threatening ischemia, or CLTI, pathology. Clinical high-resolution imaging of CLTI patients, N equaling 50, and muscle samples of amputated CLTI limbs, N equaling 40, were used to describe microvascular pathology of CLTI at the level of resting muscle blood flow and microvascular structure, respectively. Furthermore, a chronic low arterial driving pressure simulating ischemia model in rabbits, N equaling 24, was used together with adenoviral vascular endothelial growth factor A gene transfers to study the effects of microvascular alterations on muscle outcome. Resting microvascular blood flow was not depleted but displayed decreased capillary transit time, P being less than 0.01, in CLTI muscles. CLTI muscle vasculature also exhibited capillary enlargement, P being less than 0.001, and further arterialization along with worsening of myofiber atrophy and detachment of capillaries from microfibers. Furthermore, CLTI-like capillary transformation 
was shown to worsen calf muscle force production, P being less than 0.05, and tissue outcome, P being less than 0.01, under chronic ischemia in rabbits and in healthy, normal rabbit muscle. Darwin and et al. conclude that their findings depict a progressive hypoxia-driven transformation of the microvasculature in CLTI muscles, which pathologically alters blood flow dynamics and aggravates tissue damage under low arterial driving pressure. Hypoxia-driven capillary enlargement can be highly important for CLTI outcomes and should therefore be considered in further development of diagnostics and treatment of CLTI. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Vijay Ganter and Brian Annix from the Medical College of Georgia at Augusta University, Augusta, Georgia, and W. Schuyler Jones from the Duke University Health System and Duke Clinical Research Institute in Durham, North Carolina, USA. The authors note that the findings of Tavaina et al. highlight that the ultimate prize in CLTI will be achieved by focusing on the ischemic muscle stroke tissue niche and determining if potential therapeutics should target solely the endothelium or simultaneously other cell types that can regulate endothelial function. Other cells can include pro-inflammatory macrophages, synthetic, non-quiescent, vascular smooth muscle cells and myocytes. Furthermore, distinct from targeting cellular responses to ischemia, Biophysical approaches to determine whether normalizing the arterial pressure gradient in ischemic muscle is sufficient to revert capillary shunting and endothelial phenotypic transitions are needed. They conclude that the combination of human and animal data in this study provides an important step forward in understanding the relationship between blood flow, perfusion and tissue survival. Atherosclerosis is a complex chronic inflammatory disease. Macrophage-derived foam cells play a causal role during the pathogenesis of atherosclerosis. The P2Y6 receptor, or P2Y6R, when highly expressed, has been considered as a disease-causing factor in atherogenesis, but the detailed mechanisms remain unknown. In a translational research article entitled Macrophage P2Y6 receptor deletion attenuates atherosclerosis by limiting foam cell formation through phospholipase C-beta store-operated calcium entry stroke calreticulin stroke scavenger receptor A pathways. Yihong Li and colleagues from the China Pharmaceutical University in Nanjing, China, explore P2Y6R in regulation of macrophage foaming, atherogenesis and its downstream pathways. Furthermore, the present study sought to find a potent P2Y6 antagonist and investigate the feasibility of P2Y6R targeting therapy for atherosclerosis. The P2Y6R expression was examined in human atherosclerotic plaques and mouse artery. Atherosclerosis animal models were established in whole-body P2Y6R or macrophage-specific P2Y6R knockout mice to evaluate the role of P2Y6R. RNA sequencing, DNA pull-down experiments and proteomic approaches were performed to investigate the downstream mechanisms. The high-throughput glide docking pipeline of the repurposing drug library 
was used to find potent P2Y6R antagonists. The P2Y6R deficiency alleviated atherogenesis characterized by reduced plaque formation and lipid deposition in the aorta. Deletion of macrophage P2Y6R significantly inhibited uptake of oxidized LDL through decreasing scavenger receptor A expression mediated by phospholipase C-beta-store-operated calcium entry pathways. More importantly, P2Y6R deficiency reduced the binding of scavenger receptor A to calreticulin, accompanied by disassociation of calreticulin and STIM1. Interestingly, thiamine pyrophosphate was found to be a potent P2Y6R antagonist with excellent P2Y6R antagonist activity and binding affinity. The pharmacodynamics and effects on atherosclerosis severity were also investigated. The authors conclude that macrophage P2Y6R regulates the phospholipase C-beta-store-operated calcium entry stroke calreticulin signaling pathway to increase the scavenger receptor A protein level thereby promoting foam cell formation and atherosclerosis, indicating that the P2Y6R may be a potential therapeutic target using P2Y6R antagonists such as thiamine pyrophosphate. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Katie Rayner from the University of Ottawa Heart Institute in Canada. Rayner notes that overall the study by Lee et al is an illustration of the power of combining observational studies in humans, mechanistic studies in mice, and a drug discovery pipeline to identify novel therapeutics for atherosclerosis. Aortic dissection, or AD, is a degenerative aortic remodeling disease marked by an exceedingly high mortality without effective pharmacological therapies. In a translational research article entitled The Activator Protein 1 Complex Governs a Vascular Degenerative Transcriptional Program in Smooth Muscle Cells to Trigger Aortic Dissection and Rupture. Yongting Luo and colleagues from the Beijing Advanced Innovation Center for Food, Nutrition and Human Health in China note that smooth muscle cells, or SMCs, lining the tunica media adopt a range of states, and their transformation from contractile to synthetic phenotypes fundamentally triggers AD. However, the underlying pathomechanisms governing this shift remain elusive. Ascending aortas from nine patients undergoing ascending aorta replacement and five individuals undergoing heart transplantation were subject to single-cell RNA sequencing. The pathogenic targets governing the phenotypic switch of SMCs were identified by trajectory inference, functional scoring, single-cell regulatory network inference, and clustering, regulon, and interactome analyses, and confirmed using human ascending aortas, primary SMCs, and a beta-aminopropionitrile monofumarate-induced AD model. The transcriptional profile of 93,397 cells revealed a dynamic temporal-specific phenotypic transition and marked elevation of the activator protein 1, or AP1 complex, actively enabling synthetic SMC expansion. 
mechanistic lead tumor necrosis factor signaling enhanced AP1 transcriptional activity by dampening mitochondrial oxidative phosphorylation, or OxFos. Targeting this access with the OxFos enhancer coenzyme Q10 or the AP1-specific inhibitor T5224 prevented phenotypic transition and aortic degeneration and improved in the beta-amino-pro-prionitrile monofumarate-induced AD model. The authors conclude that this cross-sectional compendium of the cellular atlas of human ascending aortas during AD progression provides previously unappreciated insights into a transcriptional program permitting aortic degeneration, highlighting a translational proof-of-concept for an anti-remodeling intervention as an attractive strategy through modulation of the tumor necrosis factor OxFos AP1 access. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Kapka Mitova from the University of Geneva in Switzerland. Mitova concludes by pointing out that considering the significant advance achieved in revealing the mechanistic regulation of SMC synthetic transition in AD, as well as the identification of a small selective molecule inhibiting the AP1-associated signaling pathways, further clinical translational efforts remain an urgent need as a viable therapeutic strategy for human AD. In a rapid communications article entitled Overnight Exposure to High Altitude in Pulmonary Hypertension Adverse Events and Effect of Oxygen Therapy Simon Schneider and colleagues from the University Hospital Zurich in Switzerland remind us that pulmonary hypertension, or PH, guidelines recommend that symptomatic pulmonary vascular disease, or PVD, patients should not travel more than 1,500 metres or fly without supplemental oxygen therapy, or SOT, but evidence is scarce. PVD patients were investigated at 470 metres, Zurich, low altitude, or LA, and 2,500 metres, high altitude, or HA, during a 30-hour overnight stay at Mount Santis, according to a randomised sequence crossover design. The main outcomes were adverse events at high altitude, or AEHA, predefined as 1. Severe hypoxemia, oxygen saturation by pulse oximetry, or SpO2, less than 80%, greater than 30 minutes, 2. Acute mountain sickness, or AMS by Lake Louise, score greater than or equal to 4 with headache, or AMSC score greater than or equal to 0.7, or 3. Any new illness including symptomatic cardiac arrhythmia, severe rise in systolic stroke diastolic blood pressure, greater than 200 over 100 millimetres of mercury, or angina. Of 65 patients assessed, 27 were included. Predefined AEHA occurred in 14 of 27. 10 of 27 had severe hypoxemia, thereafter treated with SOT and 7 of 27 scored positive for AMS, of which 3 of 7 were combined with severe hypoxemia. The authors conclude that stable, low-risk PVD patients tolerated a weekend getaway to 2,500 metres for up to 30 hours generally well. In the case of severe hypoxemia, 
SOT restores resting but not exercise low-altitude physiology. The results of this field study helped counsel PVD patients for high-altitude sojourns and call for future long-term studies. The issue is also complemented by two discussion forum contributions. In a commentary entitled, Immunology and Atherosclerosis. Is there an individual ID which defines our susceptibility? Inigo Lozanzo and colleagues from the Hospital Universitario Caboens from Gijón, Spain, comment on the recent publication, Subclinical Atherosclerosis and Accelerated Epigenetic Age mediated by inflammation, a multi-omics study, by Fatima Sanchez-Cabo from the Centro Nacional de Investigaciones Cardiovasculares, CNIC, in Madrid, Spain. Sanchez-Cabo et al. respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.